A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another smoking hot episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined again by our resident bracketologist, Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on? Not too much. I'm feeling healthier. My body is feeling strong, feeling virile, vibrant, and vigorous. Spring. How are you, Jordan? I'm I'm doing great. I'm sure spring is is slowly coming back to Michigan. Eh, There's a little powdering of snow, but, you know, I see a big fat bird every now and then, so good times are ahead. (laughs) So I know this is a baseball podcast, and we'll get to... The baseballs in in a sec, but we can't ignore the fact that the NCAA tournament bracket was released on Sunday. And Eric, we have our very own bracket group on ESPN's tournament challenge game. Uh, so fill yeah. out your bracket and compete against us and other people who listen to the show, and possibly Guido. That would be that'd be cool. I, he he talks about getting in the group. We'll we'll see if if that actually does happen. Yeah, you're talking about Guido Knutson, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're trying to get him on the show. He was a former Tiger and uh, all-around great guy. Yeah, I'm, if that if that could happen, that'd be really cool. He seems like a, a real charmer, so I think he'd be fun. Um, the winner, fun. winner of the group, of course, will receive the adulation of all and, and whatnot. But it's like a one-year oh, really? one thing. Um, by the following the adulation spring, of nobody, all? nobody remembers. Yeah, of, of all. Not so. Of all. Of all. Yeah. So the winner receives the adulation of all. So when does one collect that prize? Uh, you had the entire past <laughs> year to collect that prize. I think I the, the statute of limitations is running out. I don't remember too much adulation. We haven't started this year. I still get adulation. Come on. Well, win adulate again, me. And all the adulation is yours. I, 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 yeah. So just to remind everybody, I did win the pool last year. And I I really would like to be humble, but I cannot because I won. Um, here's how you enter. Google ESPN Tournament Challenge on the home page on the homepage, click air quotes, join group, search Podcastianos in the box, and I think you just click join from there. Or I'll pin a link to the group on the top of the show's Twitter account at Podcastianos. Does that seem fair? Can we all can we all get there? Good job, Jordan. If you can't get there, Send me a message on Twitter, and I'll I'll help you get there. Um, two Michigan schools in the field. Who do you think goes farther this year? Wolverines. Yeah, 
Yeah, they're coming in hot. I, I don't know a ton about about college basketball, but they are coming in hot. Um, how excited do you get over tournament over the tournament? Like the first two weeks or the first two um, two days, four days, whatever for me are pretty much as good as it gets in sports. Are you kind of that same? Yeah, yeah. I like to fill out brackets. Isn't that isn't that silly? It's kind of a nerdy thing to do. I'll tell you, I have not watched a college basket a full college basketball game all year. I don't think I've watched a quarter of college basketball all year. I've I've not watched any. So, so be, I just like to think about ten minutes of college basketball all year. I don't I don't think so. But I like um you know their uniforms are snazzy colors and they have nifty mascots. So I like to pick based on that. And it's you know it's strategic. Uh, is this the year a 16 finally beats a one? No, I'm going to go with yes. Cause there's no repercussions. If you, if you say yes, and there isn't because there never was going to be one. Um, that would be a lot of fun. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. I was reading on, on what? Five thirty eight Is that the, the numbers mm-hmm. that were by, by the numbers we were supposed to have had three, uh, number 16s beat a one by now. So we're statistically okay. way overdue, but who knows? Maybe it'll be this year. Um, Brings us to this week's leadoff question. What is your best Cinderella pick for, for this year? Oh, tournament? man. Um, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, Wichita State is a lot of uh, a lot of people's Cinderella. I like Wichita State. Andy Dirk, Dirks is from Wichita State. That's true. And, uh, you know, you cut down the nets and then you just like drape them around your neck or, you know, or just their shoulders if you're Andy Dirks. You know, not a lot of neck <laughs> there. Uh St. Mary's, I like West Virginia, I like, but the number one Cinderella is uh, Winthrop. <laughs> so disc golf, you know, I'm a disc golf nerd. Yes. Every year, there the the one college associated with disc golf is Winthrop huh. because they have one of the disc golf majors there every year. So deep sleeper there, friends. Winthrop, heard nice. it here first. Wow. How about you? What do you think? Who's well, your Cinderella. I'm going with Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. I was at all three of the conference tournament games. Like, I I know that I got sucked in. Like, I was there. I got invested in them. But they are a really good team. Um, Did you buy gear? I actually had a gear. I had a... I had a gear. I had a shirt from previous seasons. Um, it's like 45 minutes from where, where I stay with my parents. So it's a real easy trip to get down to. Um, and tickets are like 10 bucks. So it, it's kind of a, a can't miss. Um, but yeah, they're really good. I don't know if I'm actually going to pick them, but I would love to see them go on another run. I think we all would. Absolutely. Dunk City, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so another bit of exciting news. We are now on Google Play in the Google Play music section. I had, had to make sure I read that one right. Um, did you ever think we, you, we'd see the day? Oh, man. In all my imaginationing, never. <laughs> um, so if you're not an iPhone user, that is a really easy way to access the show. Um, go Even if you, you listen to it another way, go on there, check us out, and make sure everything is, is running right. Because quite frankly, I wouldn't know it if it weren't. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4, facebook.com backslash podcastianos, and we love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you happen to be listening to the show on. Do you have an address where somebody could just send you like some certified mail? 
or you know send a send a FedEx or something. I do re- have that, but I'm not sure that I'm going to give it out. Was <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, you're not getting mine either. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. Eric, we're both pretty optimistic guys. We've been pretty overcast about how the spring has been going so far, and I think it's shown in the last couple shows, but I am genuinely excited, and I'm back on the happy train for the Tigers. There was quite a bit to get excited about this week. Are you talking about, when you say train, I of course think about the Pelf train. That that actually was unintentional, but I do have in my notes. um, Getting on the Pelf train? Um, I let's see. In other reclamation projects, Pelfrey showed a major sign of life, throwing three perfect innings. Hey, uh, that was the extent three of it. More so, than last year. So, that, first of all, that's that's rude. But um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll skip talking about him later. Let's start with Matt Boyd. Um, really yep. great week. Three innings pitched in his first start this week. Three hits, one earned, four Ks, and then today uh, against the Fish. Five innings pitched, three hits, no one runs, five Ks, and still no walks on the spring. He's pitching like he wants to be in the rotation. Yeah, I was going to say, he's making trouble for the uh, the big money guys, and he's he's given management a tough decision, which is great, which is good. We're going to need him. Yeah, we both tend to be cautious in assuming that the Tigers are going to make the progressive, like decisive move. Um, how sold are you that Boyd is needing to stick? Like, if if you were the the guy, how how sold would you be that it has to be out of spring training? I, I'm not at all. I, I think he could be established as a better pitcher, and everybody kind of acknowledges, yeah, he would be better and give you more of an advantage. He could still go to AAA. And I, I think we're to that point. I think he has established himself that if you're yeah. picking our five best starting pitchers, he's he's there. But but yeah. I I'm still on on the fence as far as whether I think he's done enough to make them make a call. Um, let's see. Say he does make the rotation out of the spring. What what do you think uh, your expectations would be for him through a full or mostly full season? Keeping in mind he's twenty six now. Like this this is kind of the time for him to establish himself. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a recent comp that we've had that would kind of mirror expectations for him. Um, uh, I can't think of anybody. You know, I don't know what's what's a what's an you know if he could get eight or nine wins, 10 wins. I mean, is that, that's a lot, isn't it? I would, I would think not too much. Out of your fifth starter, that would be a really nice return. Yeah. What's, what's, what's an average number of wins for a middling starter? I feel like eight, but it tends to be kind of more just in how many starts you make. I feel like there's a higher correlation between starts made and and wins versus sometimes even talent and wins. Um, If you could be a solid mid-level uh, major league starter. I mean, that's my expectation level. I'm not, I'm not thinking he's going to be a former. I mean, just give us some steadiness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see in 18 starts last year, he went six and five with a 4.53 ERA. Um, but he did throw quality starts in five of the last eight starts to end last year. Um, I, the thing is, is is people get carried away with him. They think, oh, he's young. There's all this room for growth. And, and there very well may be room for improvement. But I think he is essentially at his ceiling now, which is a 
like you, like you said, a, a middling guy who can give us very serviceable innings. And it's almost just a matter of time, um, whether when we use those and at what point we determine, okay, enough's enough. Right. Right. Um, okay. So I have one more question. If the season started tomorrow, what do you think is done with him? I think he goes to triple a, I, I think Sanchez, um, is going to be the fifth starter. And I, I, and even a couple more stinkers, I think he's probably still the fifth starter. From Matt Boyd, let's transition to the mechanical adjustment revolution, sweeping camp like wildfire. Um, Mark Lowe has been throwing up some zeros recently, and it sounds like it's all the doing of Mr. James McCann. Um, McCann, according, I think it's according to Chris McCoskey, he had the report on this one. He looked at video from Lowe's ultra-productive 2015 season when his velocity was higher, said that Lowe was taking his hand out of his glove earlier at the start oh, of his yeah. delivery, keeping his timing better for a smoother and quicker arm motion. Um, nice story, nice team story. You buying it? Yeah, I was a little confused, like, because they asked the question, well, were you trying to get more deception by hiding the ball longer? And he said, no, no, no. It's just a, just kind of a bad habit that crept in. I mean, I don't know, but sometimes you can find little things that just kind of reset your mechanics and maybe more importantly, reset your mind. Like, Oh, I have something that's I found that's different and I'm feeling a little peppier and better about things. Maybe, maybe that can help too. I'm, I'm not in the mind of a pitcher, but yeah, fixing some mechanics, getting a new, uh, lease on your career, you know, your, your performance. I'm, I buy those stories. They, they happen, especially with a bullpen starters, you know, they're grinding away, grinding away. Bullpens are so volatile. One year you have one guy, some guy will stink, and the next year it's like, oh yeah, he's pretty decent. Unfortunately for us, it's always been stink after stink. We're we're bound to stumble into one eventually, and maybe Mark Lowe leads the stumbling revolution. We have something decent for once. Yeah, especially with with bullpen when that it's when he could go three, four, five days between start or between outings, and he only has the you know the last outing to think about something new to to focus on like that could definitely um, like you say re, reinvigorate his mind. But I one hundred percent buy mechanical adjustments specifically when it comes to timing mechanisms like that. Like okay. the the mechanics of your delivery seem to be so incredibly timed tied to everything being timed up perfectly for your maximum like he said um quick arm motion mm-hmm. and when when stuff like that that gets thrown out of whack and i think that there's a little bit of that with with anibal's m- motion too and we'll get to that in a second um mm-hmm. it's it can be so uh so overwhelming and and just suck the life right out of your fastball specifically um so i i really want this to be the case i want i want mark Lowe to be back because in 2015, he was very good, and that was the pitcher right. that we thought that we had signed. Um, and, and I think the, the very interesting thing with him is like he, we're not using him in high-leverage situations right off the bat. I mean, he's got to climb you know, K-Rod and the yep. Wilson boys and Ron Doan to be in those high-leverage situations. You can almost—I mean, I know we're going to have probably Pelfrey in the bullpen too, which is another reclamation project— but you can have a kind of – I would refer to Lowe as a high upside reclamation project out there. Yeah. That you're just trying to to maximize what you get out of him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if we could salvage one or two of these three guys and they turn it around, what a difference that could make. 
yeah, I mean, essentially the fan base has just written all three of them off as total busts. But if we could get even 50% of what we had hoped originally for them, that would be yeah. <laughs> that'd be 100% more than what we thought. Um, right. And I, I, I have down that it's nice to see McCann putting in that work. Like, that feels like a mm-hmm. proper catcher's yep. contribution. That's, that's kind of cool. McCann has uh, what scouts would call the want to. He's got a lot of want to. He's got a lot of hustle. Um, let's move on to the other pitcher trying to make mechanical adjustments. And that is of course, Annabelle. He's been working on moving his hand further from his head during his motion. Um, I thought it was really interesting. He threw a, a pregame bullpen on the road this week, um, to work with rich Doobie and, and Osmus was, was mm-hmm. catching gotta be worth a shot, right? Yeah, he's going to make 16-some million bucks. Maybe you can get the attention of a couple coaches for a while to try to reboot something. That's smart. Yeah, and uh, I was reading uh, that Doobie, well, Doobie's going to do what Doobie do. So, and that's try to try to fix him. Uh, basically, Doobie's trying to tell him, you know what, your, your high-velocity fastball is not coming back. And instead of trying to ramp it up to um, play off your usual off-speed stuff, what you need to do is create a bigger gap with your off-speed stuff. Basically, you're slowing all the whole entire arsenal down, but the gap, the spl- the difference between the velocity and the fastball and the off-speed stuff is going to be big enough again where you're going to get some swing and misses and you're going to be in better shape. And at this stage in his career, that's – that's valuable advice. If he can make that shift, yeah, I'd, I'd kind of buy that there'd be something there that's that's salvageable. And Annabelle feels like a down to earth enough guy to take that into consideration. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, not he's not, not to, a prima donna, exactly. Not not calling JV at one, but I feel like he would have a much harder time coming to grips with the fact that you know, I mean, he did. He he's not throwing ninety nine anymore. He's you know ninety five, but still to go from say ninety five down to ninety one, I feel like that's something that he would have a very hard time coming to grips with. Anibal, um, he, you know, he always had the stuff, but he always seemed to be a little bit on the crafty side too, kind of combining those. I think that he is a guy that can make that adjustment. Was it him who'd always throw that kind of the butterfly change up occasionally? So he's not he's not beneath trying to be a little crafty. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and I mean not not to not to you know wish you know bad on him, but he, it's just not coming back. I think that's pretty right. clear. He just he needs to make that call if we're going to get anything out of him. I love that Osmus was catching him. I, I I mean he was a catcher. Like it makes sense that that's how he how he mm-hmm. sees things. Um, but I, I think I think that's kind of cool. Absolutely, hands on approach. He starts. Uh, Annabelle starts again tomorrow. So. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty of spring training. You, you you get to try to tune it up. I hope I hope to see something. You know, yeah, he's supposed to just be tuning up for the season and getting ready, but it's more than that with him now, isn't it? Doesn't he have to, you know, show so show some uh, pitchability in the words of Jim Price? You know, th- throw out his weapons out there and try to work hard to get some outs. It can't just be like, well, I'm working on this pitch anymore, can it? I don't know. I, I think I feel like the fan base isn't going to get any more against him. And I think I think Osmus right. and Doobie know kind of with what he's working with. So I guess there's nobody really that he needs to impress in spring training outside of Doobie and Osmus. Yeah, of course. If, it, if they're if if he's doing what they've been working on, 
Th- those are the people who matter. Exactly. That was what I was trying to get out. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do a little stock up, stock down. Okay, this is a tough yeah. concept, so I will spell it out for everyone. Yes, explain um, this so we don't get angry tweets. Don't add us because you don't understand the game. If the Tigers players are stocks, whose would you be buying right now, and whose would you be selling? All right, we're all yes, on the, the same principle page. Is, the principle is you buy low and sell high. So the idea being if you have somebody who's had – poor performances but you think there, there's some good value there and their stock is going to rise you buy absolutely and vice versa do you want to okay. go first maybe go every, uh, go back yeah. and forth okay what are we going to do uh buy first sell first what are you are you just gonna we're just gonna mix them up let's buy first okay buy uh one guy i'm seriously buying is jordan zimmerman zimmerman uh he's saying he's he's pain-free um the guy knows how to pitch, right? He's a KG veteran. He's had a he's had a full season to a full off season to kind of heal up and a normal spring training. Uh, I, I I I'm buying him. Do we do you have any news from him from spring training? Um, I don't have any uh, what you'd call oh, no, I should look news that. about yeah. him. Um, I in his last start he went one and a third, gave up five earned on five hits, but it sounded Ugh. like the majority of them were either infield or bloopers. So yeah. once again, that's baseball I'm, that happens. Yeah. His but. stock is down. I'm going to take Jordan Zimmerman. I, I think he could, he could come back and show us something. Yeah. I had one by and, and it just happened to be Jordan Zimmerman. So I'm going to move okay. on to sell. Um, okay. I'm going to sell Miggy. I mean, I wouldn't literally, okay. obviously um, right. tying Homer in the top of the ninth in the tiebreaker game against Italy He's hitting 267 on the World Baseball Classic. But here's what I, I love. I love to see him or you know any Tiger getting meaningful at bats and seeing like extremely positive results this early. Sure. Um, you yeah. know how like basketball shooters, they, they see a ball go through the net and all of a sudden they're like, boom, on it. Like he's already come up in the clutch once this year and delivered. You know, we're not even what we're still three weeks away from opening day. I liked I liked for him yep. to have that feeling. But you, but you're selling him because you feel like he's riding a little too high. You think oh, he's going to regress? No, I, I would. Um, no, I, I, I like where he's at. I don't. It's a, it's a loose, loose game here. Okay, okay. So sorry, so sorry. Um, okay, I am going to sell high on Ian Kinsler. Ian Kinsler, listen, he is 34 years old, second baseman normally do not age well and he's 34 the 35 36 37 year old seasons are where you start to see a real precipitous precipitous downturn in performance if you look at the age curve of some of these baseball players that's about but when you see that turn um he he's coming off a 28 home run season i don't think he's going to hit like that again i would expect a little less from kinsler this year i'm selling on yeah kinsler. i i agree not to agree with you on each and every one of these um but you know i don't know what was going on with with the contracts and you know obviously whoever traded for him was going to want to uh want to re-sign him beyond the current deal but he's the one that i'm really surprised they didn't get a deal done for just because his value clearly is not going to increase i mean it's you know, I, I love Ian, and, and we talked about this with Emily. Um, but you know, he's a guy that keeps himself in such great, nimble shape. Like, there's no reason to think that he can't keep going. But 
he, yeah, like you say, that's just not something that happens. And I, I do see a little bit of a, of a decline for him also. Yeah. You're not going to, I'm not I'm wanting to sign him up long-term again. I mean, that's part of the reason why we didn't trade him this off season is because he wanted to be signed to a, to a new deal and teams aren't, aren't willing to go there with him. Yeah. When the I mean, Dodgers he's... weren't willing to do it, you knew right. nobody was going to be right. Right. Um, okay. Who's your turn? Uh, yep. I am going to sell our boy Warwick four scoreless and four K's in the big elimination game against Cuba. Um, he's riding high. Sadly, he is boomeranging back to Lakeland as they went on to lose that game and were eliminated. Oh, all right. But Bummer. Sorry, big, big uh, WBC performance for Warwick. So, uh, tip of the cap. Yep. Okay. Um, another guy I'm buying is Green. Okay. Shane Green. Um, okay. He sported a 582 ERA last year, but he had that run of dominance in July. I think he can tweak a few things and come back and be a, such a vital part of the bullpen that he was for a while. I'm buying low on Green. I think his stock is rising. Shane Green. All right, I have I have one more buy, um, and he hasn't been real great in any of his last three outings, two in the World Baseball Classic and one with us, and that's Bruce Rondone. Um, if the velocity comes back, I don't care what's happened this spring. The results last year down the stretch showed me everything that I need to know, um, and I will I will gladly take him at this low, you know, on the imaginary stock market right. price that, that spring training and the World Baseball Classic have him at. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ron Doan, man. I, I looked at his numbers again from last year and I was like, wow, he really, he really was good. I, and I think if he could match what he did last year, you know, everybody wants to make him the closer. Don't, don't worry about that. Just try to get some good innings out of it, out of him in some moderate leverage situations. I think that's what you're looking at for Bruce. Not to mention the fact that we uh, have a closer. I mean, he's not, he's not yeah, the long-term yeah. closer, but K-Rod was good right. last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy I'm totally buying is Dixon Machado, Dixon Machado. He's always had the defense, but he's, he's been, you know, so, so he's, he's finally getting to a mature age. I mean, he was so young. He's kind of the skinny bodied little dude running around. Nice. He's filling out. He's going to hit a little bit. If he can hit some Dixon Machado is going to be straight cash. I'm buying Dixon Machado. Six for 32 this spring, 313. Yeah, strong. And I actually, I looked up, I was looking up his numbers, and I, I saw that he had seven in a category. And I'm like, dude, still seven bases this spring already? Says he no, really? No, it was strikeouts. Oh. So, but that would have <laughs> okay. been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you have Dixon Machado, he's going to play a little, you know, third base. He's going to play some short. Uh, what does Romine do with his spare time? I tell you what. Play some center frickin' field. Romine and center. That's what I'm buying. Yeah. I mean, he's been incredible this this spring. Like, I feel yeah. like we don't throw that word around very often. He's been really, really good. Um yep. I I completely agree. I, I This might be the most excited we'll ever get about freaking Andrew Romine. I hope not. But I want to get fun. more excited about him when he starts on opening day <laughs> in center field. Absolutely. <laughs> Right now, the Holy Roman, the Holy Romine Empire, to show up as big fan group, wear a bunch of Pope hats. That'd be great. That would be great. I mean, right now, 
I don't know that I would take any of the current crop of center fielders over him on opening day. Yeah, I'm not buying Collins. I'm not buying Matuk. I want Co- Jacoby, and I want freaking Romine. And that's pathetic, but that's what I want. The heart wants what the heart wants. That's the truth. Mm. All right. Uh, do you have any other buys and or sells? Um, we talked about Sanchez quite a bit. I don't think we need to talk about him anymore, but his stock is so he's like a penny stock, right? He is a junk bond and I would, I'd buy me some of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why not? Hope, hope to quadruple up your money. He's a penny stock. I, I would buy some Sanchez. I think he can. I think he work it to work something out. The thing is, he's so maddening. Like even last year, he showed flashes of like, oh yeah, this is a great pitcher. He's good, and then he was a dumpster turd for the next five starts or whatever. But there was one or two starts where he was awesome. Over under on twelve and a half starts this year. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just bought him, but now do I got to say under? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh. I, it's it's all or nothing, you know. It's all or nothing. Either he finds it and he he's good, or he gets released at you know a month into the season. It's all or nothing. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move on to the World Baseball Classic. Just a little roundup of the rest of the guys. Uh, Joe Jimenez, scoreless inning, did give up two base runners, um, but he did well. Both Rondone and K Rod gave up solo homers to Alex Liddy from the Italian team. So if really? there's someone that we're buying, maybe, or I guess we'd be selling Alex Liddy. Selling? Yeah. But oh, yeah. He's but, having yeah. himself quite, quite a WBC. Alex Liddy? Never heard of him. Um, let's see. K-Rod's had a, a bit of an up-and-down tournament, but he did uh, get What do you think win. about that? What do I? What do you think about K-Rod? To be honest, K-Rod showed up late last year. He didn't start throwing until even later, and he entered the season undercooked, and it was very obvious. But he got there, yep. and he was a great closer. Yep. I That's don't right. really care what happens. He's probably not going to be super great in April and by May. Is that the month that comes after April? <laughs> Still, yep. Last to check. <laughs> He'll be yep. fine. Uh, I mean, he's not an upper echelon he closer, showed up, but he's what we have. He showed up late again this year. He had some visa issues or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Beck, Beck wrote an article about like how he's the model of professionalism. Like. I don't know if I mean other examples yeah. probably point to yes, but the specific framework he had of showing up, I'm like, I don't think this is your best a visa argument. issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and Victor three for eleven with a homer. That'll that'll work. He's he's rounding into shape. Just stay healthy, big man. Yeah. Don't don't run. Just kind of saunter. Yeah, just mosey, if you will. Yeah. Um, okay, so we we uh, I tallied up our picks for who we're going to get out of the group stages. You went seven for eight, not bad. Wow, Jordan went eight for eight. Oh, so yeah, That's, good for you. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens from here on out. You want me to recap who you have in the next in the next two rounds? No. Okay. <laughs> um, and I have the end of the bench battle, Dixon. Six for 32 uh, with 313 and two doubles against Stephen Moya, who's now hitting 214 and seven strikeouts to one walk on the spring. I had I had Moya on my cell on my cell list. I, we didn't get to him, but I don't know. I, I said a different podcast. Too many holes. Yeah. OK. Are you ready to get to your power rankings? Yeah, sure. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. 
until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, we're going to have a, a, a podcast Yannos first this oh. week. This is the first time this has ever happened. And that is I've taken a request. I've taken a request. Um, somebody posted on my Twitter account that they wanted cheeses so i have for you cheeses i don't remember who it was sorry i would credit you okay i'll follow whoever suggested cheeses all right give them some likes or hearts or whatever all right but i have for you cheeses um starting okay this is of course obviously the top seven and the bottom three cheeses and it's hard to find a bottom three i don't know if you're familiar with cheese but cheese is a delicious food it's a chill. You, you throw milk in some bacteria and you'll let it, you know, spoil for a while and then you package it. I got it's cheese. Yeah. It's awesome. There's three cheeses that I'm very not a fan of. But other right, than well, that, the rest of them, I, I agree. They're up pretty much all good. You and cheese are friends. Okay. We'll see you once how I do. Okay. By your by your metric. <laughs> all right. There, first of all, there, there is, or I guess second or third of all, I've been on this for now for a couple seconds. Uh, there are hundreds, if not thousands of cheeses, right? So guess what? I'm going to maybe miss your pet cheese. You're going to have to get over it, okay? <laughs> this is big-time cheese talk. Not everybody can make the cut, okay? This is, this is important. Number seven, mozzarella. You know, surprised it's this low maybe, but mozzarella is not – you know, an explosively flavorful cheese. Uh, mozzarella is pretty workmanlike, right? It's a standard for Italian dishes. And of course, everybody's favorite food, pizza. That by its own workmanlike character gets it on the top seven. Mozzarella. It's it's stringy, it's stretchy, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Number six, cream cheese. Ooh, cream cheese. Just, you can do so many things with cream cheese. You can kind of make it sweet. You can make it savory. You're sp- you're spreading it on bagels. You're spreading it on, I don't know, other things. <laughs> makes makes dips. Yeah, you can make a nice dip with it. Cream cheese is delicious. That's number six. Number five, um, and I lumped these together, and we're gonna go pinky up fancy now. We're going brie slash camembert. All right. This is like soft cheeses. They got that nice rind on it. And if you want to change your life, if you want a wonderful cheese experience, you throw some brie in the oven for a little while. Just let it get a little soft and you rip into that thing with some crackers. Yeah, you're 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 in cheese heaven right there. So I thought, you know, this is too fancy of a cheese for me. And I had to get over the rind thing. Like, are you eating the whiteness on the outside? 
I don't. I still don't know. I don't know. But brie is delicious. Brie, camembert. They're they're similar. Okay. All right. I don't know that I've ever no. had either of those. I, I I should up my fancy cheese game. Yeah, you know, just just go to the store, spend the long dollar, get yourself a, a round of brie, have some friends over, get some expensive wine. Lynn Henning will come. He'll come and you just let him know you have brie. He'll come with some Merlot and, uh, you know, you can you can live it up old white guy style with some brie. <laughs> All right. Number four is smoked Gouda. Mm. Now, the thing with Gouda is everybody gets into a pissing match about how you say it. Is it Houda? Is it Gouda? You know, it's Dutch. But just just you're just doing it the American style. Just say Gouda. You're not that fancy. It's Gouda. It's smoked Gouda. You know, they, they import it from the Netherlands or whatever. It's kind of a nice smoky flavor. Beautiful kind of pale white color. It's good on crackers and stuff. It's pretty good. All right. Number three. At the top of this power rankings, I told you I like, you know, big flavorful cheeses. So I'm going to lump these together at number three. And I'm going to say blue cheese slash feta slash gargonzola. Those are You're the three cheeses. Face. Those are the three. See, no, you got to man up and eat yourself some pungent cheese. Come on. It's a man's game, Hall. If you, if I'm getting a burger, like, oh, I love like a like a black and oh, blue burger. You put the blue cheese on there. Oh, it's it's just it's just delicious. It makes it exciting. It's a little pungent. Live a little. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to I'll have to up my game. You know, on a salad, you put some feta on a salad. It's too, good. The problem with feta is it's too lumpy. I'm a I'm a big uh, texture guy when it comes to food. All right, all right. They're they're pretty high for me because they're they're exciting. It's an adventure in your mouth. All right. Okay. Number two, number two is a, a highly underrated cheese. This is the Wichita state of cheeses, and that is dill Havarti. Oh dill yeah. Havarti. I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's very underrated. It's good on crackers or just whatever. It's kind of pretty. It's like a pale white. It's got these little green flecks in it. It's interesting. I like dill Havarti a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever had dill Havarti. I've had I've had Havarti oh, yeah. quite a bit. Very very you solid put, cheese. You can put other items in Havarti, hmm. you know. But dill is my, my go to. All right, gotcha. uh, that was number two. That gets us to number one. Do you want to take a guess? It's gotta be cheddar. It is. It's cheddar. Oh yeah. This is don't overthink it. But I tell you what, I don't want mild cheddar. I want oh, sharp, absolutely, or even extra sharp cheddar. Um, it's a multifunction cheese, right? You can put it on a burger. You can put it on some crackers. It's the perfect consistency. It's not too crumbly. It's not too, like, pasty creamy. It's this beautiful yellow color, and it stands for America. They make, they make this in Wisconsin, right? Extra sharp cheddar cheese that says America. That's have number one. I, have I told you my theory on sharp and extra sharp cheddar cheese? No, tell me. I'm I'm convinced that there's no difference and that they just came up with the idea in the marketing department and they're like, you know how we can sell more cheese? Sharp Ooh. is good. What's better than that? Extra sharp. Mm. Real talk. Mm. That's right. Um, are you a part of cheddar cheese on apple pie culture? Are you familiar with this? No, I haven't even heard of that actually. Oh, it's it's kind of a thing. I think it's a bigger thing in some parts of the country than others, but this is instead of ice cream, 
you're 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 hacking off a piece of cheddar cheese to put on your apple pie. Interesting. I've never heard it. I've never done it, but I hear people doing this all the time. I like both items. I don't know that I would think to put them together, but I suppose why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why okay. Not? All right. We're three. We're to the bottom, and you know it's not blue feta or gorgonzola. So I have no guesses. I'm with right. guess. Number three from the worst is ricotta. Oh, ricotta. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. It's got ricotta cheese has one and only one purpose in life, and that is to fill a lasagna. <laughs> right. If if you you know he's eating ricotta, if it's not in a lasagna, it's kind of crumbly but gelatinous and stuff like that. It's kind of a garbage cheese. Yeah. But in a lasagna, I'll I'll, I'll allow it in a lasagna. All right. Number two is string cheese. Oh, you know, just like agree. like you'd get in a lunchbox or whatever. Um, it's got it's got a gimmick, and that gimmick is you get to peel it off. Like it's a scab or something like that. I don't know. It's just a gimmicky cheese. It's not particularly flavorful. It's just kind of there. It's to, there to fill your lunchbox. Yeah, it's exactly what it's there for. All right. Number one, and this is far and away the worst cheese, and it's not even close. Do you have a guess? I don't. All right. And that is goat cheese. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Goat cheese. It's it's pungent, but in like a, a nasty, sour way. And it came from a freaking goat. Like, what are you what are you milking a goat for? We have perfectly good cows in this country. Leave the goat alone. A goat can go, you know, headbutt something or eat nastiness. I don't want goat cheese. Use a freaking regular cow like a normal farmer. Stop it with a goat cheese. I don't want your fanciness in my olives or any other dishes. I just want regular cow cheese. That's Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. I want to know one cheese that's majorly slept upon. It might be the goat cheese. Not not goat cheese. The goat cheese. The greatest, right. <laughs> is pumper cheese from Taco Bell. That cheese, I know it's uh, probably not what one might call, in air quotes, real cheese, but that stuff is so good. Don't don't at me, but that is <laughs> that is the goat cheese. All right. Another borderline, is it cheese or not, but is awesome, is borson. Have you ever had borson cheese? Mm-mm. It, like, comes in a little spheroid, and you, like, peel the foil back, and it's, like, creamy, but it's got, like, garlic and herbs in it. Oh, it's so good. Borson cheese is good, too. Um, okay, let's talk about what I saw on the side of the road while running. Um, I had an 18-miler this week, as you guys know, wow. preparing for the marathon. So I've been getting a lot of time to look at the side of the road, a lot of time to see interesting things. And quite frankly, I really Do you just haven't. keep running until you see something interesting? That, that's, like, that's what I should do. Right. You know, we're on mile 25. Still nothing interesting. <laughs> we plod along. Sounds like, you know, like you that. just invent things like, oh, this stripe is slightly longer than the other two road stripes around it. I'm done. Yeah, there there we go. I, I think the how interesting things become is based on how tired I get. <laughs> how desperate you are to see something. I'm um, sorry. I totally interrupted. What did you see? The The headliner this week was a massive iguana like had to be three or four feet long 
It was like this thing. You sure it wasn't just an alligator? No, it was an iguana. (laughs) It had the spiky beard and the long tail. It was like this thing should be in a zoo big. I saw Mm. it and I'm like, dang, that thing's big. Yeah, that's what I saw this week. Um, Also, a little clarification on last week's. Um, I described it as a piece of car siding. But I looked at it a lot more, which, once again, I'm not sure if that's actually a thing. I've come to the conclusion it's part of a car's bumper, which, to be oh. fair, that yeah. is kind of car siding, no? Yeah. yeah. It's – yeah. But it still is like, um, where's the rest of the bumper, you know? Probably still on the car. It's haunting. Whoa. Yeah, but it's a it's like a big big chunk to have fallen off. Like, who was cool mm. just with that dropping? And they're like – Screw it. Um, yeah. So that was that was tying a bow on last week's. We had a bit of confusion, so I feel like we've cleared that one up. Oh, I feel much better. I, I haven't slept all week last week. Well, now I'll be able to get a good night's rest again. Yeah. Um, and also, listener and fantasy football participant Jordan Smith, not this Jordan. It's a different Jordan. Emailed in and let me know that he finished the DC Marathon this week. Um, did Good, it yeah. under three hours, which is absolutely flying. Um, I have no ability whatsoever to be able to do that. I'm hoping to be under four, maybe. Um, and okay. most importantly, did it in a tiger shirt. Yes, you get so. bonus points for that. So congrats, Absolutely. buddy. We're proud of you. Um, yeah. And let us know if you saw anything interesting on the side of the road during yeah. the race. I feel like that's Frankly, where... if you have any accomplishments at all, you know, Tigers fans, you know, we, we just hope you accomplish something yes. in life. You know, tell us, you know, what you did. You know, if you got a promotion at work or something, let us know. We'll mention it on the podcast. Diana. Absolutely. And we'll all collectively yeah. clap for you. Yeah. OK, let's get into some Twitter questions. The first one doesn't come from Twitter. It comes from the email, which is hey. podcastianos at gmail.com. Uh, hey, guys, do you think Eric Gagne gets signed before opening day? If so, where do you think he'll land? Any chances of the Tigers making a move for him? Has he been good enough in the WBC to warrant workouts um, or someone making room for him the pe- in the pen? And that's from at not chief Wiggum. OK, let me tell you all the things I know about Eric Gagne. Uh, he's been retired for a while. He's Canadian and he set the record for most consecutive saves in a season. Yeah. But that was like six or seven years ago. Yeah. One might call it Further? a while ago. Yeah. I mean, he's retired. He's done, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think him and Dempster kind of just did it for, for kicks and giggles. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's so cool to see those two names like in the box score. It's been, it's been a while. I, I enjoyed that. What a perfect opportunity. They're like the Leland's of players. You know, they can just a little bit of itch, but they don't want to work so hard at it all the time. It's perfect. World, World baseball classic is great for that. And let's be honest. If any team is going to give you that chance, it's going to be Canada with all due respect yeah. to our Canadian listeners. Well, and I feel like what Italy, they can sneak you in there someplace. It's true. If you're if you have a double letter in your name, like Team Italy is fine, you know they'll take you. Okay, let's get to the Twitter questions at A L D L N D I A. What to do with Moya? Uh boy, I don't think you keep him on the team. Mm-mm. That's a non-answer. Uh, but you look for somebody who will give you something for him. Quite literally. I would take anything at this point, just any sort yeah. of return. I mean, he's he's not making the club, so 
Yeah. yeah. A single A bullpen prospect there you go. would make it work. Um, Sean at Sean Fagan asks us in honor of March Madness, which Tigers players would you include in your starting five? If you had to create a pickup team, this is an interesting oh. one. Yeah, I'm taking, well, Moya, he's tall. There you go. You got he's, a center. He's going to be your center, your forward. I'm going to take Kinsler. Okay. Kinsler's some good all around athlete. I have an advantage answering this first. Maybe we'll just work together. Uh, who else are you taking? Um, somebody fast, like a point guard. Maybe Dixon. I feel like Dixon could be a, sh- yeah. could be a shifty ball handler. Uh, you know, Jacoby Jones. Yeah. Matuk, somebody, somebody like that. I bet Jacoby Jones can fly. Not mm-hmm. not literally, but, you know, he's, a, he's right. probably a good jumper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a three-point shooter. Who's going to be a shooter? Maybe a pitcher. I don't know. Blaine. Blaine. It's always Blaine. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, let me tell you something while we're on the topic of Blaine. We're going to talk about a thousand bullpen pieces. And you know, middle of the season, who our two most reliable bullpen guys are going to be? Him and Kyle Ryan. It's going to be Blaine Hardy and freaking Alex Wilson. Oh, yeah. Those two guys. It's been like two or three or four years now. It always comes down Hardy and Wilson. And it's the birthday today. So happy birthday, Blaine. Yeah. Happy birthday, Blaine. We love you. Everyone loves yep. you. Um, <laughs> Adam Langworthy asks us, Boston has Sweet Caroline and Cleveland has Hang On Sloopy. What song would you pick to use in this manner in Detroit? So Detroit tried this, right? They did. They do. They had a rotation and they're trying to figure this out. And the thing is, you can't force the issue. Like, you just got to let the fans do what they're going to do and it, let it come naturally. If, you know, if we don't want to sing a freaking song in the seventh inning stretch after Take Me Out to the Ball Game, don't, don't force it. Just let, just let people be. It's fine not to sing. Absolutely. It should be some, something Eminem. He's the, he's the best we have. <laughs> okay, friends. That was Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Now we're all going to sing Rap God together. Here come the lyrics. <laughs> Would you get it through your head of superhuman? And the whole the whole crowd is just like, and grandmas are passing out in the aisles. Everybody's trying to spit out rap god. Everybody, everybody in the three one three. At Brando Ready asks, salary side of players right now on the bubble, who deserves to be in and to be out? What does management sell? How does management sell the 25 we'll get? Uh, I'll answer the how does management sell the 25 we get. They don't. They'll just tell us who's going to be there, and we're probably just yeah. going to deal with it. I don't I don't see them trying to spin it because it's not going to be popular one way or the other. Yeah. We thought these were the best guys considering payroll and payroll obligations and talent set. I mean, it's not – they don't owe the fans. What did, what did Leland always say? I manage – for the fans but not by the fans or something like that was kind of his thing what he yeah that i mean that that kind of feels like an appropriate attitude yeah um and i would say the biggest one that he's asking about who deserves to be in and won't be is probably boyd unfortunately at this at this moment um barry uh, jonathan barry asks us not a question but have a comment on miggy's clutch homer like i think we talked about that a little bit earlier it was clutch it was cool I actually yeah. I haven't really seen a moment of the World Baseball Classic because I don't get the MLB network. So No, let me tell you a pro tip. You can um you can watch it on ESPN three. Oh. Uh, like the internet feed for ESPN. Mm-hmm. There's one problem. 
It's in Spanish. It's in, Spa- oh, it's in Spanish. Conversational Spanish. Yeah, I I sometimes prefer the Spanish feed. They have bouncy music between the innings. That, that kind of makes me happy. Um, so, yeah, don't worry about the MLB network. Screw those guys. You can ESPN, stream it. It'll it'll be perfect for you. Yeah, I'm sure Whitney would rather me, me stream it than watch it on the actual television anyway. Um, there you go. Uh, let's see. At Chief Broom asks us, I'm growing more and more pessimistic about the season with poor per- pitching performances this spring. What ray of hope can you give me? Baseball is a beautiful sport. You go outside, you you consume concessions, and you sit with 40,000 other people in the sunshine, and you watch a beautiful game with men playing baseball. That's half of the equation. If you get to see some cool performances, that's another 25%. Um, the, the tradition makes up some, and you know what? If there's a chance that we're a above 500 team, That'd be great. Baseball's beautiful. Just don't try to like, oh, yeah, we need to be the best thing ever. And, you know, otherwise I'm going to be all pissy and irate. Just just enjoy your life a little. Enjoy the Tigers. Yeah. And things have been going good on the field for the last week. So enjoy that. Um, Will Boyd start? Yeah, we can we can crab and complain when they lose their first, you know, when they lose four in a row sometime in in May because that will happen just like we'll yeah. probably win four or five in a row at some point. Yeah. Um, will Boyd start over Sanchez talked about that. Um, wild speculation on the tiger's favorite superheroes. I actually mm. don't I really think... know any superheroes. So you're kind of on your own. This one, Shane green's favorite superhero is the green lantern. <laughs> That's the only one I can speculate on. All right, we have – wow, we have a lot more. Um, I'll just cut it down to two, and we'll save some for next week. Should I root for the USA in the WBC because they have more Americans or Venezuela because they have more Tigers? You can you can enjoy both. Yeah. Why? Why not both? <laughs> um, just it's just let it be fun. You don't need to have a particular rooting interest. Um, I'm still cheering for the Netherlands because, yeah, it's the Netherlands. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, just like enjoy it, it. It's kind of like the World Cup. Like you'd prefer to see the USA do well, but you have your favorite players on all of the various teams. You just want to see a spectacle. You have your favorite actual team. <laughs> um, and the last one, pineapple pizza for exclamation points, good or bad? You want to take this one home bad. first? Oh, no, that's good. It's good. I like pineapple on my pizza. Not all the time, but... Yeah, I like pineapple on pizza with like maybe some ham and you can do it with bacon or mushrooms or just whatever. Onions. I like pineapple pizza. It's sweet. Get a good consistency. So as a show, we're decidedly split on this one. Yeah. I think that may be the first thing we've disagreed on all, all night. Well, I can't help you're wrong. <laughs> probably not not healthy all right. good. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can uh, podcastianos.com on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 eric is at comerica eric and the show is at podcastianos and you can look at the podcastianos feed for uh, the link to the bracket uh, group and play against us did i say the instagram already or did i skip that one you did. You got it. Okay. Facebook, Facebook. Well, you got it the first time. Yeah. Facebook.com backslash. Straight fire yeah. of the Instagram. Account. So many fire emojis. 
Um, and take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or however else you're listening to the show. Eric, do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the evening? Um, uh, during the podcast, I've been enjoying a delicious Kentucky breakfast stout from Founders Brewing. I had to, you know, kill four women in a supermarket to obtain it, but you know, the blood price is worth it. It's, it's pretty good beer. <laughs> okay. Um, with that being said, we will catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers. Eat them up. I didn't actually murder anyone. Okay. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.